fiberglass Millennial Sun Podcast Time to wind down, swirl that glass Open up If you like how it's feeling Catch the fire, turn it up Y'all know what time it is The Millennial Sun Podcast Have a seat and grab a glass Millennial Sun Podcast Time to wind down, swirl that glass Open up If you like how it's feeling Catch the fire, turn it up Everybody. My name is Isis Daniel, also known as The Millennial Psalm, and we are here for another episode of The Millennial Psalm Podcast, okay? And we are continuing our conversation from last week. You guys know I talk about temperature checks, but sometimes you have to do a mental check. And, you know, I have been going... I've been going through it a little bit, just in my own personal life, emotionally, and trying to filter and figure out what the heck is happening with me. However, I'm very excited about this journey because of this correlation between wine and people. And I I can't help but press it enough, and I know that it might sound very abstract as of right now, but trust me, when we get into the second season of the Millennial Sound Podcast, we will have much more detail and a lot more research and guests and all that jazz to talk about the state of our culture as as it, you know, concerns human interaction and wine, culture, community all that jazz. But before we all the way jump into this thing, I just want to say thank y'all for sticking with me for 10 episodes. We are getting ready to round out of our first season of the Millennial Sound Podcast, but we made it. 10. I kind of jumped into this podcast because it was a dream of mine that I had for about two years. I I guess, there, you know, when there's always something happening, podcasts, which I've heard and read can often be put on the back burner. And so I wanted to go ahead and just start this vision um, and figure it out as I go. And that's what I've been doing. I'm so excited to be at this place now where I think I have a better understanding of the message that I want to push out, but also what I want to learn about myself, about other people. And of course the culture of the wine industry here in the United States and ultimately globally. So All that to be said, we're going to have this conversation today that is kind of um, inspired from an interaction or moment that I had last week. And of course, I have a temperature check happening right now on Instagram, all of my stories. So please make sure that you guys check out my stories whenever I post, because you never know when I'm going to be asking questions for your input and incorporating that in the podcast. So let's go ahead and talk about what I experienced last week, y'all. Tomorrow's the first day of Black History Month. Ah, it's like, you know, y'all, it's one of my favorite months of the year. As a black girl growing up in America, it's been wonderful, um, especially really growing up in the DMV area, DC, Maryland, and Virginia, for y'all who don't know. It, I, got a, I get a rare experience of celebrating my culture, of knowing my culture, right? I went to Howard University Middle School of Mathematics and Science, so definitely believe I was pushed out into the world with knowledge about my history and culture. And I, um, I love Black History Month for that reason because we are so undervalued here in America as far as our history. And we know all the things that are happening within the political realm, and I'm not jumping into that. I don't have time. I have the energy. Y'all already heard. I'm struggling mentally. So we just going to stick to what I want to talk about, which is this concept of black wine. I've realized over the last three years that my definition or what wines I would consider black owned is not what the world considers black owned. Now, I know that sounds crazy, right? 
I have a wine list, a black winery list that consists of over a hundred different wineries from around the world that are black owned. However, every time I go to a wine retail store, I find that there aren't at least maybe three black owned wines. And even that is kind of not really what I would consider a black owned. So let's talk about it. Last week, I went to Chats, which is a Black-owned retail wine retail store in D.C. I guess I got there a couple minutes too early because the door was locked. So rather than just, you know, stand outside and wait, I decided to walk down the street to a different wine bar, or excuse me, wine retail store, and see what their Black wine selection was. You know, we're getting ready to enter into Black History Month. I'm assuming you've already talked to your distributors or whoever you need to talk to to start getting some Black-owned wine so we can celebrate American culture, Black culture. Talk about it, all right? So I walk in, and the lady is so hospitable and kind. You know, I ask her, hi, ma'am, do you have any Black-owned wines for purchase? And she looks up to me. Her eyes are bright. She is enthusiastic, and she's, yes, absolutely, we have some wines right this way. I follow her. She shows me two South African wines, Chaos Theory, Red Blend by Brown Estate, and then lets me know that they are all out of Black Girl Magic. Now, I'm aware that she is unaware of who I am. She doesn't know I'm Isis Daniel, the millennial psalm. She doesn't know that I've cultivated a whole black wine list of over 100 different wineries from around the world that goes beyond South African wines. And so I'm sitting there and I'm looking at her and I'm just like, something needs to happen. I made this list Two years ago, and then last year, really did boom. With so many, oh, so many additions to that wine list, I was so excited for us as Black people to be making wines and making quality wines, and ah, it was everything for me, right? But at this point, going on three years of having a wine list, I am no longer okay with walking into a wine retail store and having no options. Really, and I'm getting pissed off with only people being excited about Dagwon, uh, Black Girl Magic Wines, which that's a whole different conversation. And then on top of it, y'all limit Brown Estate to Chaos Theory, and it pisses me off. Chaos Theory is amazing, but Brown Estate's Zinfandel, and I mean, y'all don't, ooh, I'm trying, find it, find it. Come on, TikTok lovers, find it. I'm trying to calm down because we are so much more. And I, okay, y'all, let me, let me take a moment. I'm about to give me some wine because I'm getting pissed off. Give me a second. Okay. So let me just start here because I think I was starting to get lost in the sauce of my thoughts. And so we're back. Wait, let me take a sip. Come on, wine. Mm, it's delicious. So anyway, mm, that's real good. Okay, these are my thoughts. When it comes to being an African-American woman growing up in this society, there have been many moments in my life in many different industries where I have realized that when it's time to hire a black person, right, they are often not including African-Americans to the conversation. Now, I know there are some people listening to this podcast that are like, wait 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 now I'm confused you said black isn't black african-american well sure it is let's go ahead and let's do a um let's use this as an example 
movies, you will see someone who is black with a quote unquote, heavy on the quote unquote, black accent. You know, there's an African-American person living their day-to-day life in whatever that movie is, right? That African-American actor, a lot of times, can be someone who's from Europe, someone who's from Africa, someone who's from South Africa, someone who happens to have the same melanated skin, who is able to mimic an American accent and be that African-American part. The same happens within the wine space. We are entering Black History Month, where we are celebrating Black history within the United States. Again, focusing on African-American Black citizens here and the many different ways we have contributed here to these great United States. Okay, let's just pause and talk about what Black history is. So when I, as an African-American, is looking to purchase and support Black wines made by African-Americans in celebration of Black History Month. And I go to your store and you show me South African wines as if that is the only option available or you only have one great Black-owned wine. It makes me feel like, yet again, our contributions aren't valued. Not even enough to be featured in your wine selection for Black History Month. I can't emphasize enough that I have a wine list of over 100 Black-owned wines that, yes, are included from around the world, but there's so many who are made within the states or owned by someone from the states. The point of this conversation is not to exclude our brothers and sisters from around the world. That is not the point. The point is, when are we, as Americans, okay, black, white, purple, blue, pink, and yellow, when are we going to be able to come together and actually celebrate black history for what it is? We have contributed so much to our history, and we are trying, y'all, people, not y'all, I don't want to, don't feel I'm attacking you, I'm not attacking you, I'm attacking the people who are doing this. Why do we feel we must erase us? Why? When it's Black History Month, you need to be having Black-owned wines. And every other month of the year, you should be including Black-owned wines because guess what? We're Americans. I know it's so hard to digest and accept. We didn't ask to be here. We were brought here. Some of us were, you know, voluntarily, you know, we came here. That is true. But for us, I can speak for my ancestors, we didn't ask for this. But we still contributed. We still add value. And here in the wine industry, for any person who believes that we don't make quality wine, it is a lie. We make beyond sangrias. We make beyond sweet wines. We make beyond, I mean, we have champagnes out there. Black owned and black made from champagne. Sparkling wines here in the state. Brown Estate, which give a great shout out to them. I absolutely love them. The first black owned winery in Napa. Not to mention everyone else who started from their freaking garages like, um, oh snap, (laughs) like longevity. When I tell you longevity flew out my head, I had it ready. We have stories, we have contributions, we have many innovative ideas and, you know, shout out to my girl, Mom Juice. Come on, Kristen, woman-owned, black-owned, 
Like we can go all day with this. And you know what I'm going to do? What I've decided? I made these wine lists and I thought, hey, it's free on my website. People will share and download. Nah, I'm about to start pulling up. I am pulling up and knocking on doors and bringing my camera. Yes, I'm going the social media route because it seems like in today's society, people don't take anything serious unless it's behind a camera. Annoying as it is, it's true. And I'm about to start holding y'all accountable. I'm printing out my PDFs. I'm asking for your wine selection and I'm providing my wine list and I'm following back up to see if you have done your due diligence to make sure that you are incorporating wines. And guess what? I'm going beyond just black owned wines, honey. Any minority that is not being represented, I'm knocking on doors because I'm going to be real. I'm tired. I'm tired of being nice. I'm tired of being understanding. I'm tired. Like, I'm always going to try to be a beacon of love, but I do feel that I am hurting myself and not allowing us to be, to grow as a community. Yes, I've made lists and I've given it to, um, you know, wine stores that said they were interested. But what I'm realizing when I went to this one particular store, and I'm not going to say names now because we're going to be saying names when I start making this content. Okay, we're going to be showing your whole label, your name of your retail store. And if you if the person says, oh, sure, you can I can be on your social media. Yeah, you're not ready. (laughs) You need to listen to this podcast because I'm calling y'all out by name. Because I'm really realizing that we aren't going to change unless we start calling some people out. And I'm going to try to do it with love. I know I sound raw, raw right now because I feel raw, raw. But obviously, y'all know I'm. When, when the action comes, I try to be as, as kind as I can because I want real change, not I'm scared change. I don't Change doesn't come with fear or it shouldn't come with fear. You know, it should come with love. I just, I don't know. I, okay, why am I pausing? Because you guys are really in my mind right now. I was so disappointed when I went to that wine store because that wine store is a woman-owned store. It's an Asian-owned store, right? And... I just expected more and I think I was so disappointed that I couldn't help like I was like scrap whatever else I was going to talk about on this podcast this week we talk about this because we strolling into Black History Month and I can't be bothered you know last month we were talking about dry January and really incorporating and acknowledging the emphasis and the need for non-alcoholic wines, for the 60 million people who don't drink alcohol. But now I'm like, okay, next one, Black-owned wines. Can we please have African-Americans, people from America, (laughs) be celebrated and highlighted and worthy of purchase within your retail stores and your wine bars? (laughs) Hello. That's really how I feel right now, y'all. I'm like, eh. I wish I didn't feel so rah-rah, but I think it's because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't care. I'm giving y'all real, real ISIS. I'm over it. But um, anyway, let's talk about this temperature check. Temperature check, your thoughts on that? This is a temperature check. All right, so this is what um, I ask my dear followers on my stories on Instagram. Temperature check. During Black History Month, should South African wine be considered Black-owned wine? The reason why I asked that question, as you guys kind of could have gathered from it, every year when I go out and I try to find Black-owned wines, um, 
from you know your local retail store you know outside of black communities there are plenty of retail stores that i've gone to especially near my dad's house jeez there's this one store i hate going there because the man who runs it is never nice but when i tell you he has a whole bunch of black owned wives and i'd be like yeah man i don't want to get his man my money but anyway you know, a lot of other retail stores, they always lack um, black-owned wines. However, when I go there and I ask, they they always got South African on deck. It's crazy to me. So I wanted to ask that question to see what everyone thought. As of right now, um, it looks like 25% of the people who have participated as of right now said yes, 6% said no, and 69% said it's complicated. I agree with it's complicated. I do consider South African wines to be black. However, I do not believe that it should be, um, you know, a choice (laughs) uh, over black-owned wines, especially if we are talking about African-American wines. I think that a lot of times when we deal with different wine um, owners or, excuse me, retail owners, when they want to check the box of black owned, they go South African. And I don't agree with that kind of mindset. You don't get to substitute black African-American for South African just because I guess that's a better option for you when we have wonderful options. And all throughout this month on my social media page, I will be featuring black owned wines. I'm so excited. Y'all, I balled out at chat. If y'all in the D.C. area, make sure you head out to Chats um, Wine. It's like a liquor store, wine store. But I bought out. <laughs> I bought so many wines. We are going to start back up my Monday night tastings and also my, of course, Tasting Thursday on every Thursday. We'll be featuring some great wines and also some awesome interviews. Uh, so y'all stay out there. Keep your head up. Knock on these doors. As of right now, the updated list for my black list is not up yet. Uh-oh, I'm going to be clicking my wine glass. It's not available yet, but you can still download the current one. Knock on these doors and ask these people to get some wines. They're never going to add these black-owned wines until we add and apply pressure. So I'm asking y'all to help me. I'm applying pressure. I'm knocking on doors. I'm pulling up, and I'm printing out lists. And I'm saying that you, you have no reason after this year to not have these wines. I am pulling up and I'm for doing follow-ups. I would love y'all to join me and help me hold these wineries and wine, excuse me, not wineries, these wine retail stores and wine bars accountable. There's no reason African-Americans are not a part of the American culture of wine. And y'all hear me. And I'm pulling up for women's mother. I'm pulling up for all of us, all minorities. I got y'all. Okay, so I love y'all and I'll see y'all for, you know, next episode of the Millennial Sun Podcast, which we are rounding out of the season. I don't know if next episode is going to be the last one or one after that, but we are going to take a pause of the season so I can gather myself and continue doing more research on all that we're talking about and for it to be a little more dynamic outside of just Ice's opinion. I want some more facts behind what I'm talking about. So y'all stay tuned. I love you. Pray for me. Uplift me. Um because yeah, I love y'all. <laughs> Bye. Y'all know what time it is. The Millennial Song Podcast. Have a seat and grab a glass. Millennial Song Podcast. Time to wind down, swirl that glass, open up. If you like how it's feeling, catch the vibe, turn it up. Y'all know what time it is. The Millennial Song Podcast. 
Have a seat and grab a glass. Millennial Sound Podcast. Time to wind down, swirl that glass. 